Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talk Astros. You can find the show at Locked On Astros. Your team every day. Brett, where can you find you at? They can find me at HTML Wheelhouse on Twitter and at Stroves411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Stroves. All right. It was opening day. It was great to get back to the ballpark. There's a lot of people there, and there's a lot of people not wearing something that they were supposed to be wearing, but we're not going to talk about that. There's not people not social. We're not going to talk about that, and there is definitely people who brought their bat. We're not talking about that. It was a great game and it was, it was a great experience to just be back at the ballpark. And I can't, you had to be there. It was just a great experience. I think there's what 21,700 people. It wasn't quite the sellout. Uh, I'm doing air quotes for those people that can't see me, but it was a electrifying uh, crowd. And a lot of people were excited to just get back out to the ballpark and people enjoyed it. And I know that with all the home runs, all the excitement and Christian Javier just looking like Cyan out there, it was a great game all around. And guys, don't forget, you can get locked on the Astros on podcast app Himalaya, as well as Odyssey, Himalaya, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. When you get in your car, tell your smart device play podcast, locked on Astros. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Uh, download the app and join us uh, next week. Uh, we'll probably do it on Thursday or sometime, and you can join the conversation. We did it yesterday. You can go listen to the opening day podcast, and we just talk uh, to the fans, and it was a good show, and we got to hear about Paul talk about his experience at Angel Stadium, about the trash can and everything. So go um, – Download the app, Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. So let's go and talk a little bit about this game. I know the Astros are leading major leagues in home runs without the use of or anything like that. And this is awesome, the fact that they're doing all this against just a team that they're supposed to be. Um, that I guess the A's dominated them last year, but they just look they don't look like the same team. The A's just look like a team that is lost right now. And we'll have to talk a little bit about uh, Trevor Bauer in a little bit uh, or Tyler Bauer or whatever. Uh, but uh, what you were mean, your thoughts about this game? Well, I really liked how Chris Javier came out and struck out the side in the first inning. I thought that was phenomenal. He ended up getting seven strikeouts, only giving up three hits over five scoreless innings. It would have been nice to have him go a little bit deeper, six or seven innings. But I, you know, I'm I'm satisfied with that. His career high, Eric, is eight strikeouts. And on the other side of him, Irvin went five, um, five and one thirds innings, gave up five hits, three earned runs, one walk, and only three strikeouts. He did give up the two home runs. No, uh, he. I think he allowed four earned runs. You're right, four earned runs. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> No, I must have typed it in wrong because I, I went literally from the box score. I hit a three instead of a four. But anyways, um, regardless, uh, Christian Javier came out and, you know, to provide the first spark, we had Carlos Correa. And we'll get to that and talk about how it's great to see him come home and score. But um, 
whenever he got that third strikeout in the first inning, I'm assuming the crowd was, was, you know, pretty electric that everybody was into it. Yeah. The, the, the person I went to the game with, um, everybody was just like, she was like, who's this guy. And, uh, I was just like, yeah, this is the guy that we've all been waiting for. This is a guy that we've heard so much for a few years. He's the guy that came up and was just exciting last year in front, uh, when there's no fans. And now he gets to pitch in front of, the Houston fans for the first time and how, what's, what better way to do it than come in and strike out the side in the first inning or he did, right? Yeah. He struck out oh, all three yeah. batters. Yeah. That's yes. what, yeah. I was just, I was just making sure I didn't dream that, but uh, yeah, it was just amazing that he just came in and dominated and it was just, it just was awesome to see him do that. And he just came in and showed who's boss. And uh, I know that uh, Jose Altuve in the second inning, he made that uh, that uh, I, he was playing the shift in uh, right field, yeah. and he made that great uh, attempt. And the, everything seemed to be going right for Christian Javier. I know in the fifth inning he had some issues. I know that a lot of people were saying, "Take him out, take him out." When he walked somebody, and I, it's never good to walk the ninth place hitter and then allow a hit to the the leadoff hitter. Right. But Christian Javier got out of that. He only allowed three hits on the game, seven strikeouts. So. This guy is going to get his uh, some wins. He got his first win on the season. So remember, I predicted that he will lead the Astros in wins this season. So now I, th- I think I predicted he was going to get 17. He's got to get 16 more. Javier, Just 16 so. more. One down, yeah. 16 to go. He has, a, he has a notch counter in his locker. It says Eric's prediction for me. And he's like knocked off one of his little uh, marks. You know what was great after he left the game? Stanek came in, and Stanek was throwing fire, dude. He struck out Chapman on a 97.8-mile-an-hour fastball, and at one point he came back with an 88-mile-an-hour changeup. When I was watching it on TV, I don't know if, if others picked up on this, but that changeup looked like it was 98 miles an hour. It was deceptive. You know, Stanek has come in, and he's gotten a strikeout in every inning that he's pitched. And he's gotten two or more strikeouts in two of his four outings so far. He seems to be one of the most underrated signings, I think, of the offseason for the Houston Astros. What a great get for them. I know. And I I saw on my phone that Chandler Rome said, wow, he really pulled it back on that one because it was 97.8 miles per hour. So, yeah, uh, he's been coming in on those high leverage situations, the ones where you, you need the out, you need the out. You got the high, uh, you got the, the meat of the order. So that's the reason why James click went out and got him particularly because of his times with the Rays, And uh, he saw exactly what type of player he is. So Stanek is a very big piece of the Astros bullpen. You saw Blake Taylor come in and do mm-hmm. a good job. Uh, now the main concern I want to kind of talk about is something that scared me is a, Paredes uh, looks like he has no control. This is something that we've seen so far this season. And B, he uh, left the game hurt. And it wasn't even a, hey, how you doing? It was just like um, uh, Dusty and the trainer came out and they just kind of left immediately. And Joe Smith came in. I know that I heard, I think I heard something about it being inside. Did you say anything about it? after? Yeah. No, I mean, the only thing that that was mentioned, and I mean, I even saw myself watching is he, it was like he grabbed his side, 
um, when he was walking off the mound or right before. And so that's never a good sign. I had, had just tweeted out right before he went out that Paredes just doesn't look like something's not right. The way he's throwing, he's so wild and quirky when he throws Eric. Um, he's got such a live arm, and I use that all the time with him because he does have the velocity. But, like, his very first strike he threw, it was his motion to the plate. Everything was going forward. It was downhill. It wasn't being thrown off to the right or the left. He was falling, right, falling downhill. And then after that, it was, like, wild. It was outside, up, high, low. And so we're, I'm just hoping it's nothing serious because I think to lose Paredes would, would, would not be a good thing for the Astros. They need those bullpen arms. Yeah, especially. But don't forget, I think we have Andre Scrub, and uh, that could be come up. There's some other arms. Uh, Emmanuel, uh, Kent, well, no, Kent Emmanuel is not ready, but he, once he's done serving his expen- uh, suspension, I think that he could be somebody that could come up. But I think he's um, not till late April. So there are some arms down there, but Paredes is a guy that the Astros are going to be counting on. So speaking of counting on, who would you, if you need to make that big bet, who would you count on? Well, I would count on betonline.ag. They are the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football is over. We know that. The NBA is in full swing. We have the NHL, Major League Baseball. BetOnline covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Maybe we can create a prop bet. When is the first game that Mike Fires will pitch against the Houston Astros? So go to the website and use your mobile device and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you with all the latest news in every major sports with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. All right, so let's go and continue the coverage of the opening day podcast. Uh, no, opening day. Astros game, not the podcast, but Miles Straw, he did something. He drove in some runs. And I was like, wait, who who hit that double down or that single that scored two runs? Was that Miles Straw? Was that Miles Straw? Was that Miles Straw that did that? And uh that was he stirred up the game. Miles Straw stirred up the game. That was oh god, that was great. Hey, hey, Todd Callis said it, not me. Don't hey. Don't see. Okay, Todd Cal says it. it's it's cool, but I say it. It's like, oh, it's so lame. H Town. Anyways, I'm joking. But that dude, that was great. Guys on second and third. I, you know, and Miles Straw is. I think there are a lot of people that are hypercritical of him. I mean, the guy doesn't have a chance. I kind of compare it to Bregman when he came up and was struggling and was like, oh, this guy was supposed to be awesome. Now I don't think the expectations are on Straw that that were on Bregman. But my son mentioned that when Miles Straw got that hit, he goes, dad, everybody's expecting Miles Straw to do all these wonderful things. And he goes, look, he just got a, you know, a two run single there. And I was like, that's awesome. I mean, that's what it's about. Also with the glove tonight, Eric, Miles Straw was excellent with the glove. Um, Without his glove out there in outfield, the the A's probably get three or four runs. 
um, make the game closer, make it a little bit more exciting than it needed to be. So he contributed. It was great. That was and he a stole a base too. And uh, exactly, yes, he did. Yeah. And how about uh, Jordan Alvarez barreling over the second baseman on that double? Uh, oh, that so great. yeah, he did a slide that was a very aggressive slide and he kind of bumped into the second baseman, the second baseman or shortstop. I don't know who was covering, but that, that, that whoever it was flew backwards a little bit. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, that was, well, you know, he took off when he hit that ball. I was like, he's going to go to second on this. And when he rounded, when he slid in there, he, and it's like a freight train that is like a, it's like a tight end, an all-American tight end, just running downhill straight at you. You know that, but that was great. I mean, he feels great. His he needs to do those things because he's young. Yes, he's coming off double knee surgery, but he needs to do those things because that mentally is massive for him, also for the Houston Astros. Yeah. So if you look at the batting orders at the top of the lineup, you got Altuve batting 310, Michael Brantley batting 538. You have Alex Bregman batting 360. You have Alvarez batting 333. And Carlos Correa, the guy a lot of people were complaining, wow, he's off to a slow start. I guess the contract talk has slowed him down. He's batting 321 all of a sudden. And then Yuli Gurriel with the 0 for 4 day dropped to 346. And then you have Kyle Tucker, who's I think is still leading. Yeah, he's still leading the Astros and RBIs with nine. And he has um, he's batting 200. So uh, Miles. <laughs> so Straw, much for my offensive MVP pick there. So yeah, <laughs> Miles Straw is uh, has a higher batting average than Kyle Tucker now at 217 with his two RBIs today for a total of three RBIs on the seal season for Miles Straw. And Miles Straw had his first stolen base. Um, so what do we, is this game seven? And yeah, we are six and one. So this is Miles Straw for first stolen base. So I, I want to take this a moment to talk about this. So what's up with this? Why is this the, his first attempt? I mean, first chance. I know he's got thrown out a few times, but for well, one thing, he's, he's, he's one not for getting two. on base. He's, he's not getting on base. Right. And he's, maybe it's the situation. Maybe he's not in the right running count, or maybe there's runners in front of him. Maybe he's just not getting on base enough. I know he has walked a few times, and I remember Jim Callis had came on the show and said, well, don't expect him to walk a lot, but I remember him walking a few times. So, um, he's, Right. So I, he's, got, he's got five walks. He's got, yeah. he's got five walks. He has three strikeouts, and he has five hits, and he scored three runs, and he only has one stolen base. I, I um, would tell you today, those homers of Carlos Gray is, I, I don't, I'm not going to say it was a cheapie, but that, uh, from what I understand, I mean, I, I can only see it cause I was in mezzanine. I can only see the replay, but right. uh, did the fan drop it? Is that why it ended up back? No, it looked like, it looked like to his offense because it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a cinder blockish. It's a, it's like a concrete wall, right. That, uh-huh. that you can like set your hands on. And I believe the ball hit that concrete in front okay. of him and bounced off his chest because when it went down, he kind of like, he kind of like, you know, shrugged his shoulders and his, you know, whoever he was with was kind of like, Oh man. So it wasn't like he fumbled it or I mean, he a, he didn't have a glove. That's I'm like, why did somebody mistake. throw it back? It's Astros Homer. You don't throw Astros Homer back. And, but no, they didn't throw it back. Homer was a, a, blast and i went up in the upper tank and i'm like whoa it's not supposed to go up that far (laughs) no that's awesome 
Jose Altuve's, that was a blast. That was that ball, that ball almost went over the train tracks. That ball almost went out of the stadium. It, it hit the very top of the Schlumberger sign. Um, uh, it hit the top and, of the, it hit the community leader sign. I was watching it. It was like a, it was a majestic home run. It was beautiful. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it's good to see Jose Altuve hitting homers. It's good to see the Astros hitting homers. It's good to see the offense coming alive. It's good to see the Astros pitching limiting runs. I know Brooks Raley is having a little issues. He's not having quite the season he did last year. I know yeah, Brooks Raley was had a rough outing tonight. Yeah, I know uh, that uh, Joe Smith lowered his ERA he, when he came in today. He had a 20-something ERA, and uh, he when he left today, he had 11.57 ERA. So congratulations, Joe Smith. Well, you Don't know, suck that much anymore. I'm just kidding. Well, but with you – know, It was ERA, that one bad appearance, well, kind of. Well, I'm just saying ERA is somewhat of an anomaly when it comes to relief Relievers, pitchers, yeah. unless they have a lot of innings and they've clearly given up a lot of runs over that time. But, Eric, why don't we um, talk about – you know, Carlos Correa and Alvarez both had multi-hit games yes. this game. And putting them next to each other, I think, is phenomenal. It provides a lot of cover. I mean, who are you going to throw to, Correa or Alvarez? You're, I mean, you can avoid both of them. So I, I think that is a great, strong part of the lineup. It's kind of like putting a built bar next to a built bar. So which built bar <laughs> would you want to have? Yes, you're right. It is putting two strong candidates next to each other. The Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar in the business. They they continue to improve this product, and I, I don't know how it is, but it's wrapped in 100% chocolate. And when you eat this protein bar, you might as well just say you're getting a candy bar because it tastes the same, but it has half the calories. It's high in protein. It's high in fiber. And it's low, it's low in sugar and net carbs. So if you look at the coconut almond, 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, five grams of sugar, and five grams of net carbs. Built Bar is the only bar that I consume when it comes to protein bars. If I'm out of Built Bars, which we never are, then I don't go buy another protein bar. There is no substitute. I use the Built Boost to help me rehydrate. There's so many things that they have. So go to builtbar.com right now. You'll get a free cooler with your purchase while supplies last. Go to Built Bar and use the promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and on your next order, you'll get 15% off with that promo code. Go to BuiltBar.com, the best bar in the land. All righty, so looking at Mark Berman's tweet, this is from the Houston Astros, Jordan Alvarez in his first 90 game. sorry, 96 games, he has 90 RBIs. This is the fourth, fourth most overall at players uh, in a, their, their first 96 games. Behind Walt Droppo, that's a weird name, 102 RBIs, Rudy York, 95, and Joe DiMaggio, 94. Okay. Yeah, that's so, impressive. Yeah, he's, he's, on a, he's on a torrid pace. Um, Jordan Alvarez he made adjustments and Brian Bogusevic talked about it after the game tonight. He talked about the, the balls that he hit and how they were low and away and how he adjusted to the different pitches he was getting 
because he did hit one opposite field, which was the double that he talked about. And then he hit the one to right center that he just absolutely crushed, but he made the adjustments. You know, he did, he did have that swinging strike on that one pitch, but he came back and after that had a home run. So when you got a guy with this much power and he can make adjustments throughout the game, he's not like a Ryan Howard who will hit 45 bombs and strike out 8,000 times in a season. He's a guy that's going to hit for contact because he's going to make that in-game adjustment. Um, I don't know if they talked about this on air, but the best chant happened during a game. I heard you know something about. I heard we something. We want about. Mike Fires. We want Mike Fires. So, we want Mike Fires. So that they had. So they had said something about that. They were like, "Is that a Mike Fires chant?" And then I and then I saw people commenting on Twitter. Was that a Mike Fires chant? And there's a guy that did you see a guy with a banner out in the Crawford boxes that had something about Mike Fires? I didn't see it because uh, I can't see that far, but I'm sure there's <laughs> some. <laughs> I, I couldn't see that little baby board, that little baby um, jumbotron out there. Like I'm like I was trying to look at the uh, well, karaoke pain, and I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> well, I guess I guess if you if you were to stretch your arms out, it was it was either a sheet or a banner, and I yeah. can't remember the exact quote on it, but it it, it says something about like we know you're hiding Mike Fires or something like that. Um, <laughs> Bring out your Mike Fires. <laughs> exactly. No, hey, I I told Q on the uh, on the Fox Central Texas when I told him that I thought the Astros were going to sweep the A's. He he's apparently grew up an A's fan. And I, he said, come on, man, throw me a bone. I said, okay, I'll throw you a bone. I'll give you a win this series if we're allowed to face Mike Fires. And he's like, oh, man, that, that hurts. Shots fired. So, But, hey, um, Jose Altuve was asked after the game what it was like, what, what the atmosphere was like. And um, this is what he said. He said, it was amazing tonight. For me to see the ballpark and a lot of people, it feels good. Tonight was a perfect night for us. Then uh, Tags asked him, he goes, was your home run trot one that you planned? You know, why did you trot the way you did? We noticed that you went a little bit slower on the bases than you normally do. He goes, it just makes me happy um, because the fans are the reason why we play. And it was kind of like a dream come true tonight. Jose Altuve got the loudest cheers and you were there. Um, Callis and Blummer talked about it was probably the loudest part of the game when he hit that home run. And the only other loudest part was when he came up to bat the first time. Yeah, well, uh, we, we heard uh, everybody watched the games on the road when every time Jose Altuve came up, everybody would boo, especially mm -hmm. to start the game. So Houston fans are not dumb. We're like, hey, let's root for this guy. And we heard all the Jose, 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 Jose. Jose, all the chance, and we, right. we support our guy because we know the struggles that this guy went through in 2020. And so we know that he hurt us. I mean, not me, not any one person, but he heard the whole city support him. And awesome. so uh, with every, I think that that's what he's talking about. He said it was a perfect night. And so this was the city of Houston coming to support not just Jose Altuve, but the whole team and saying, exactly. we got your back. We know that everybody's going to be talking crap about you all year. And that guy that wants to wear the Oscar to Grouch costume and sit behind home plate and bang a trash can and all that. We know you're going to have to deal with that crap all year. But when you come here, 
we got your back and we're going to say say to Jose Jose uh, uh, whatever champ and we're going to support you and when you uh, and you just got to go hit those home runs to the 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 Crawford boxes for us so you know one of the things talking about home runs talking about just this team rallying one one of the things I noticed I went and looked at the numbers of our run output the Astros have scored 51 runs only the Reds have scored more than more with 57 runs the Dodgers are in third with 47 um, and we're also tied with the Reds um, with plus 31 run differential on the season so that's a good thing um, and to make a point that I was trying to make earlier, we scored six or more runs against the Oakland A's in every game that we've played against them. So, yeah. And so, yeah, that's good. The offense, I don't know if the offense can do this every game, but uh, to see them continue to do this, especially against a a division rival and we've only played the division rival so far. So that's good. And uh, before the podcast ends, I do want to kind of throw out there that somebody has tweeted that uh, apparently in a Longhorns game, there's a, uh, a rat or a possum that's gone onto the field. And somebody said that Mike Fires has arrived in Texas. Um, so that's um, actually pretty funny. Uh, but anyway, uh, so speaking of rats and everything, uh, Trevor, Tyler, whatever we want to call him, uh, he had a couple balls, uh, I mean, baseballs, let me go and say that, baseballs <laughs> confiscated after his start. And you know that they're, the MLB is investigating the whole grip uh, to, for the spin rate and uh, it, if they're using it in legal substances. And I know that, um, that they're looking at a couple of his suspicious baseballs for potential substances and this could be some issues for him. So Mr. Yeah. Holy, then now I well, never use spin rate. I never use substances and well, whole you're a bad person for this. And uh, Charlie Morton, how dare you? I know that you're doing this. And, and then all of a sudden last year, look at my spin rate. Oh, wow. It's a, it, look at, look at my nice shiny, shiny contract. Yeah. He, He's dude, he's bringing this on himself. He has basically dared Major League Baseball to investigate him. He's basically poked the bear. You never bite the hand that feeds you. And that's what he's done. He's his his arrogance is his biggest weakness. He is very talented. He is very good. Right. But I hope he gets everything and I hope he gets suspended because I want to hear all about how he got suspended and the Astros didn't. All right. That's enough of uh, Bauer talk. So I'm excited for today's game. We got Sean Manaya versus Lance McCullers. I don't care about the other guy. I think Lance McCullers, uh, he pitched five innings last time. I think he's going to be much a lot more comfortable. I think he's going to go seven innings today. I think we're going to see Carlos Correa continue his heroics. I think he's going to hit another home run today. I think we're going to see Kyle uh, Tucker get back in a homer streak. And I think that uh, Jose Altuve is going to hit another homer. So I think we're going to have another blowout game. And I think the Astros are going to go on to sweep the A's in the rest of the series. So, guys, we will see you back on Monday with another Locked on Astros podcast. And hopefully we'll be celebrating a another s- series sweep. And eventually the Astros will get to face Mike Fires in an actual game. You've been listening to the Locked On Astros podcast. See you Monday.